How's everybody doing this morning? I had thought to uh, run out and grab myself another cup of coffee, and then I realized, you know what? We are coming up very quickly to the end of this song, so cup's empty. That's all right. I won't whine too much. So, excuse me. We're going to have a little conversation today about the journey. Might even a trip over into tomorrow. Maybe. We'll see. We're going to talk about journey. Sorry about the frog in my throat. Uh, not until I start talking does the frog tend to come out. So um, we're going to talk about the journey of the Christian life today, maybe tomorrow. We'll see. Um, but where we're going to go is we're going to we're going to look at the life of Jesus through the lens of Luke. That's what I've decided that is the direction I want to go. Uh, I want us to spend more time, uh, at least. For this next segment of study in in the Gospels in the life of Christ, 
Uh, we have done the harmony of the Gospels before. We've talked about the harmony of the Gospels. And this time we're going to uh, get into the book of Luke and uh, uh, look at the life of Jesus through the lens that, that Luke was looking through. That's not today. I just want you to know what's coming up, what we're going to be looking at, and uh, we'll we'll study the book of Luke. I, I know I'd have to go back through all the different uh, series and see if we've done Luke in particular. I'm not sure that we have. And even if we have, that's okay. We're going to go back through the book of Luke again. But today we're going to talk about pilgrimage. We're going to talk about the journey of life and uh, uh, the journey that we're that we are on. Uh, I'm gonna I am gonna read a little bit to you from another author, uh, and then we'll have a conversation and look at scripture. Uh, and hopefully, your soul will be fortified today in in. Uh, and what I share with you, that, that is at least my goal. And uh, so let's, let's get into it here. I'm going to uh, look at this other screen because that's where I have things noted down. Uh, what I'm reading to you comes from a pastor named Derek Thomas. Uh, and this is, is something that is out of Ligonier Ministries. And it's just too good to not read And uh, so I'm going to read it, and it begins with uh, a quotation. Who would true valor see? Let him come hither. One here will constant be, come wind, come weather. There's no discouragement shall make him once relent. His first avowed intent to be a pilgrim. Just the idea of being a pilgrim. And this is something that uh, uh, came from a song composed by Ralph Vaughn Williams. Uh, and these particular words appear in part two of John Bunyan's The Pilgrim's Progress. Uh, as a part of Mr. Valiant for the Truth's testimony. Earlier, Valiant had introduced himself to Mr. Greatheart and his companions with the words, I am a pilgrim. And I'm going to a celestial city, and and um, now I'll pause. This is where I pause for just a moment and, and to think about it. We tend too often, at least in my estimation, to think about the celestial city. That's all we're thinking about, the celestial city, the celestial city. And, and we forget the fact that we're still pilgrims here. Um, some people set their destination for the celestial city, but then they just live their life as though, okay, I trusted Jesus, but I just live my life doing what I'm going to do. But friends, every day we need to be saying, Father, what do you want from me? How do you want me to serve? What do you want me to do? And uh, uh, what do you want me to say? How do you want me to think? Uh, all of those things are a part of, we are on a pilgrim. We are on, a, a, we're not on a pilgrim. I would mean like standing on a pilgrim, but we, we are on a pilgrimage. We are, uh, we're on a journey and we need not forget the fact that we are on a journey. Continuing on and that line again from Mr. Greatheart, uh, I mean, from a Mr. Valiant, Valiant for Truth, I am a pilgrim and I'm going to a celestial city. All Christians are pilgrims heading to the celestial city. I mean, I think we would agree with that. Bunyan was simply reflecting 
the Bible that he loved. Scripture affirms Christians as pilgrims. Tis true. And the paradigmatic uh, covenant made between Abraham and God promised him Canaan as the land of your sojournings. What is a sojourning? And that's from Genesis chapter 17, verse 8, traveling. Uh, In the New Testament, Peter reflects the same idea uh, when he describes his readers as elect exiles. That comes from 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 1. They were. They were scattered. The the, the, the diaspora had happened, or some would say the diaspora, depending on who you are and how that might be pronounced. But the scattering of the believers brought about by Roman persecution. They were scattered. Even the Jews were scattered uh, all the way back to the time of, of the first uh, Babylonian captivity. And they people left, people fled, people went other places in the world all the way back to, uh, what, 700 years prior to the time of Christ. And then in 1948, they began all returning to their place. The Israelites, I mean, we ourselves as Christians are sojourners. In reviewing the faithful believers of the Old Testament, the author of Hebrews refers to them as strangers in exiles. In fact, let me just pause for a moment, and I will take you over to this passage in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13. And I am in the NIV version this morning, and here we read, and this chapter is all about the variety of different uh different people of faith. It's called the Great Hall of Faith. This whole chapter, chapter thir- uh, chapter 11 of the book of Hebrews, speaks about all. If you want to be inspired, you read Hebrews 13, and then you go back. In fact, that would be another great study to do, to work our way through Hebrews 13, and then go back in the scriptures and find all these people and the things that were happening in their lives. That, that would be a very, very rich study for us to do at some point in time. What is said, verse 13, all these people were still living by faith when they died. They had not seen the fulfillment come, the fulfillment of the Messiah taking place. They had not seen it, but they looked forward to it. They longed for it. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on the earth. This world is not our home. Our home is reserved in heaven for us. Let's put this into the New Living Translation and see how it renders. Sorry about the screen moving so rapidly. It says, all these people died still believing what God had promised them. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it from a distance and welcomed it, and that being salvation coming through Christ. They agreed that they were foreigners and nomads here on the earth. And uh, let me put up for us the the message paraphrase to see how it might it might render this verse. 
says this, uh, each of these people of faith died not yet having in hand what was promised, but they were still believing. How did they do it? They saw it way off in the distance. They waved their greeting and accepted the fact that they were transients in this world. Very interesting, the, the different uh, renderings that we find here. Aliens, uh, transients, uh, nomads, NASB. Let me see what that says. Yes. Again, all these died in faith without receiving the promise, but having seen and welcomed them from a distance, the promise says, but having seen it, seen and welcomed them, the promises from a distance, they confessed that they were strangers and exiles uh, on the earth. For us to see that we are strangers and that we are exiles on the earth. That's what we are, strangers and exiles. Now, let me, let me take us back to, uh, to the other reading that I was doing and continue. The Christian life is a road trip, a journey of the most exhilarating kind. It has a starting point, has a terminus. It is a metaphor of movement. Christians do not stay in one place too long, for they are set for another location. Early Christians were referred to as followers of the way, a reflection that they seemed determined to follow a different path. And we are called to follow a different path. That comes from Acts chapter 9 and verse 2, and also Acts 24 verse 14. Followers of the way, and, and that is us, followers of the way. There are several aspects to this. One is that there's the idea of an adventure. Adventure. Thinking of Bilbo Baggins and the Hobbit initially shunned adventure because it upset the equilibrium of his routine way of life. Uh, he would later record his extraordinary journey in a breathless tale bearing the title there and back again. <clears throat> Christians explore a somewhat different journey. Here to there, perhaps, but it is nevertheless a journey equally as exciting, fraught with tales of valor and danger. There is something exciting about the Christian life, new glimpses of God's provision, of God's intervention, of God's rescue await at every turn. We have no idea what a day may bring forth, but we may be assured that nothing happens without our Heavenly Father willing it to happen. We are called to follow our master wherever he leads, in green pastures beside still waters, as well as in the presence of the enemies or in the valley of the shadow of death. One pastor always concluded his sermons, maybe not always, but very frequently, Sinclair Ferguson would say this, isn't, the, isn't it wonderful to be a Christian? And to think about all we have in Christ. And, and some some of us, our lenses are still fixed on this world too much. Uh, and we are sucked into the vortex of a dark black hole when we need to be facing a different direction and, and looking at a different sight.
Another aspect, uh, pilgrimage is evocative of the transitory nature of this life. Here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. The things that are seen are transient, are temporary. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18 says this as we look to not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. That's from Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. What does it mean to refer to this life as transient? The answer lies in the tension evoked in the New Testament between the now and the not yet. Christians are those upon whom the end of the ages has come. That's a quotation from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11. Something of the world to come has already perforated our space-time existence and has claimed us as citizens of another realm, that we are citizens of another realm. How exciting. How wonderful. The perspective raises some tensions. In one sense, we live here with a variety of responsibilities of citizens of this world. The reclusive life of withdrawal and abstinence is not a biblical worldview. The bizarre view of life is caricatured in Simeon Stylites, the elder, a man who climbed a pole in Syria in A.D. 423 and remained there for 37 years until he died. What what good did he do it? 37 years. I mean, we know who he is. Uh, Sir, uh, Simon Simeon, uh, the stylite. This denial, this is denial of Christianity, not its affirmation. Christians get involved in society. Christians reshape society. There are lights in dark places. A new affection has overtaken Christians that makes everything else seem paltry and trite. In the words of Thomas Chalmers, the Christian life is ignited by the expulsive power of a new affection. A new affection, the things of Christ. Another aspect of this pilgrimage is a sense of direction, a goal, an endpoint. The journey has a destination. Christianity provides a shalom a sense of wholeness, and, and, and shalom does not mean just peace. It also means wholeness, a sense of completeness. Christians know who they are and where they're going. Aimlessness and adrift characterize, aimlessness and adriftness characterize so much of life without the embrace of Christ. Christians look for things unseen, 2 Corinthians 4.18 which says, well, we've already quoted that verse. It talks about the things that are seen are, are temporary, but the things that are unseen are eternal, and we're looking to those eternal things. The Greek verb to look suggests an intense, steady gaze. It sounds like a paradox. We look for something that cannot be seen. Glory awaits, and Christian pilgrims maintain a steady but determined discipline of facing forward. What lies ahead fills our vision and keeps us expectant. What awaits steady pilgrims surpasses the expectation and defies explanation. And so, what would be said in the Chronicles of Narnia? Onward and upward to Narnia in the north. Pilgrims will cross 
and agree. Onward and upward. Well, just just some thoughts that I wanted to share with you about the journey and how we are on a journey. Now, I have a book, and I, I forgot to grab that book. Let me just step away for a second. I'm going to grab this book. I got this book as a Christmas gift from uh, my son's girlfriend. And you can see it's a travel journal. And uh, th- this is kind of what prompted the thought of, of the journey even yesterday. I Because I, I wasn't prepared. I didn't know where I wanted to go. I didn't know what I wanted to do with our time uh, for a few days and, and needed to figure out what was next. I hadn't done that yet. Uh, and now we have determined that. But this book, A Travel Journal, and uh, it's it, it, it has blank pages in it. I need to get it in a spot where I can see it. Um, but in it, it has uh, top three trips, my travel bucket list. Now, some of you, and we need to think of Steve and Priscilla, they'll be leaving on a trip here coming up very quickly uh, next week. And uh, uh, they're going to go to all kinds of destinations. Um, I, at, at this point, I, I don't know what my top three trips would be. I think one trip that for Wendy and I that I would put in here is I would like to do a Mediterranean cruise and uh, a cruise that would take us to to some of the many of the places uh, that we can see from the cruise um, that Paul would have traveled. And the reason I say a cruise uh, is because that's something I think Wendy Wendy would enjoy much more than the the, the robust land trips that we take uh, that I take with Concentric. Uh, they're they're quite robust, and uh, you know it's it's a lot of walking and things like that. And, and I'm sure she would do that, but but that would be a trip. Another trip I would like to go spend uh, uh, maybe a month, six weeks uh, in Israel at one at one time. Uh, and part of the reason I'd like to go do that is because uh, there's so much more to see in Israel. And uh, uh, hopefully, if Lord willing, uh, I'll have the opportunity to lead several trips to to Israel uh, and to Turkey is another place I'd like to go, uh, or Greece, uh, and, uh, Rome, some of those places to, to lead Christians on some uh, uh, expeditions. So that's two. And, and that all kind of keeps us in that part of the world, does it not? Um, and I don't know about the third destination. Uh, and the reason I don't know about the third destination uh, is because there's so much world to see. I could say India. I, I could have gone to India in November, but college time uh, in finances just, just didn't allow for that. And uh, I really, in many ways, should have tried to have made that uh, that trek. Um South America is another one of the places. Central America, uh, th- those are places. And, and I have to divide these things out between, uh, you know, concentric in, in my mind and then trips that I would take together with uh, uh, 
Wendy and I would take together. So, uh, yeah. So I'm looking at the comments while I'm looking at this as well. You know, one of our excursions is, is to Job's tomb in Salaha in Oman. Uh, wow. That's cool. Uh, we, we would look forward to hearing about that, Priscilla. We do. Uh, Fran saying, young travelers off gallivanting. Yes, enjoy. Uh, this book, let me continue in the book. You know, travel bucket list. And to begin thinking through things that you would do. Now, we can do this just as an earthly traveler. And I want to kind of spiritualize this. I mean, what would be some of my my bucket list as a Christian? What would be things that I would like to do, uh, both both maybe in actual physical travels, but also some things I would like to do as a Christian? Uh, and what might you put on your bucket list of things that you would like to do as a Christian? Then this particular book has a table of contents, uh, and uh, it has room for 15 different trips. So you write the page number and where you're traveling to or where you traveled. I need to spend some time and go back through this book and, and write some things in here. Uh, it has the, the destination, the date of travel, the trip rating, who went on the trip, what were your accommodations, what did you enjoy about them, what did you learn from the culture and the people on this trip, describe the scenery, what did you see and feel, reflecting on your trip, what were you most grateful for, then there is a place to post a photo. Uh, you can, you know, double-sided tape or something, but but stick a photo in here. Uh, and uh, and then what is the story behind this photo? Who were you with? I mean, it, it's a fantastic book. It, it talks about memorable moments like food and restaurants, sightseeing and activities, tourist spots, shops, and places of interest, and unforgettable experiences. Uh, stories and adventures, photos and keepsakes, and then it goes on to trip two, but also uh, toward the back. Let me see if this is. Yeah, well, no, it doesn't. It doesn't have a separate page. But what it does have is, I don't know, I'm probably boring you guys to tears. get where you can see this. It has stickers you can put in for the various national parks. So we just hit uh, national parks down in uh, Tennessee. And uh, it was fantastic. That's about earthly travel for you. In fact, if you look at the side of Stephen Priscilla's camper, they have stickers. Is it stickers or painting? Something, I'm trying to remember now, uh, that, that uh, shows the various places that they've been all over North America, across Canada, down in the uh, uh, Central America, uh, up into Alaska. Decals, I, I'm trying to remember. It might be actually painted. I, Priscilla will have to answer it because I, I don't remember. Uh, I remember the map, but I don't remember what was on it. But let's take this back to our Christianity. What decals would we put into our travel map of our Christian experience? 
you know, to start thinking, what are things that you would like to experience as a Christian? What are things that you would like to see as a Christian? The reason that we, we often hit goals uh, uh, or hit no goals is because we're aiming at nothing. And uh, we, we need to have some spiritual goals. Uh, maybe we need to have some spiritual travel goals. Maybe we need to have some uh, worship experience goals. Uh, maybe we need to, uh, there's all kinds of different goals that, that we can, uh, that we can put, uh, into our lives and to be thinking about how to live an intentional life. In fact, one of my mentors, uh, for years has talked about the intentional life and, and I'm not nearly as intentional as I need to be. Now, some of you might go, oh, yes, you are. No, I'm really not. And uh, I fumble around more than, than I would like to. And uh, partly because uh, I need to live a simple life. I, I, I make my life too complex, and, and it's a mess oftentimes because I make my life too complex, and I just need to simplify my life, and uh, it would be much, much easier. Well, what about you and your journey? How's your Christian pilgrimage going? I mean, we, we, it isn't like we get saved one day and all of a sudden life is perfect. No, uh, it's a journey. Are, are you journeying with Jesus? Are you walking with Jesus? Uh, are you experiencing uh, the, the wonder of his work uh, in your midst? Are you trusting him? Well, I'm speaking to myself this morning just as much as I'm speaking to you. We are sojourners in this world. And uh, we I had another verse I was wanting to look at with you, but I think you get the point. I think you get the point that, that you know, let's not hold this world too tightly. I mean, recent deaths uh, in our church family have just reminded us. And even in our neighborhood, uh, in our communities, uh, with with the death of a, a teenage boy, uh, we should hold on to heaven for all we're worth and not hold this world too tightly. Well, friends, I want to encourage you today to be a, a, a pilgrim, to be a traveler. I want to encourage you maybe to get out a spiritual travel journey and say, what are some places I'd like to go? Uh, and and to make make much of that. And to go there with Jesus. Lord, thank you for the time we could spend today. Thank you for the time that we could share together today. I pray your blessings upon my friends. Help us to pilgrim well on this sod, glorifying you and growing more and more with the thrill of seeing you at work in our midst. We look to you. Bless my friends today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a good day, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow.